0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Throughout this Lenten study series, this journey, we're doing a sermon and study series based on the seven last words of Christ as he was dying on the cross. We call it the words of life from the cross. Last week on Ash Wednesday, we heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Tonight we hear the second word of Jesus' dying lips proclaiming a word of promise and salvation. Truly, I say to you, you will be with me in paradise. The words are spoken not to a religious man or a fine, upstanding citizen or not even to one of his disciples. They're spoken to a convicted, guilty man guilty of a capital crime he and his fellow convict were hung on crosses with jesus between them jesus is the innocent one among the guilty a man among thieves these two convicted criminals were the ones who were given the privilege of being at jesus left and right When he comes into his kingdom. And wasn't that something the disciples were arguing about earlier? Who would get to be on his right and who would get to be on his left? Who could have known what that meant? We don't know the exact nature of the crime of the two criminals who were with Jesus. Criminals, thieves. That's what scripture calls them. Perhaps maybe an insurrectionist or even a terrorist. Terrorist might strike somewhat closer to reality. These weren't just common robbers or petty thieves. They were people who presented a threat to Roman security. Their public crucifixion was intended to ward off others. It was a warning. Don't be like these guys or you'll end up just like them. So they hung there. One on his right, one on his left. Scripture doesn't say, but legend puts it, puts the good one to Jesus' right and the not-so-good one on his left. Perhaps in view of Jesus' parable of the sheep and goats, the one on Jesus' left starts to deride him, starts to really you know, give it to him, starts hurling insults at him. Joining the chorus of religious leaders and the passerbyers who had come to shake their fists. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. Strange, isn't it? That that man's mockery should come in the form of a prayer of salvation. Save yourself and us. After all, what is prayer? Isn't prayer listening? And speaking with God. And here this criminal was speaking to God in a mocking fashion. This is not a prayer of faith, but one of diversion. What kind of Christ are you? What sort of Messiah are you going to be? I mean, come on, hello. If you're going to flex some of that messianic muscle, there's no better time than now or are you a fake are you an imposter are you some phony Christ spare yourself from this death spare us too this thief on the left is the spokesman for an unbelieving world this mocking prayer comes in the form of a demand not a Kyrie If Jesus is worth his salt as Messiah, he would come down from that wretched cross, show us the power he says he's got, and while he was at it, save his fellow criminals. But that's not the way of salvation at all. That's the devil's way. The way that Peter represented when he took Jesus aside and rebuked him, when he spoke of his death and resurrection coming up. This mocking prayer echoes Satan's temptation in the wilderness that we heard on Sunday. If you are the Son of God, if you are the Christ, the thief on the right rebukes his fellow thief. He says, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? I don't know if that's really a direct quote. I'm thinking a guy who's hanging on a cross didn't speak so eloquently. You know what I'm saying? Do you not fear God, since we are in the same sentence of condemnation? No. But maybe something like it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to put all other fears in their place. To fear the Lord is to be wise in the way of faith, trusting in, in life and in death. Jesus is mighty to save. This thief is a penitent thief, a penitent sinner. He confesses his sin. He tells the truth. We indeed have been condemned justly, for we are receiving our due reward for our deeds. The wages of sin is death, according to Romans 6.23. The thief recognizes his sin and confesses it. The only truth a liar can say is that I am a liar. Perhaps the only truth a sinner can say is I am a sinner and thanks be to God for the gift of the Holy Spirit that calls us to say but I am saved by Jesus Christ. The thief is also faithful. He confesses Christ but this man has done nothing wrong. Behold the unblemished lamb of God. He is pure, he is holy, he is innocent. We are guilty, justly convicted. Did the thief understand all the implications of what he was saying? Did he really understand who Jesus was for him? Did he actually know of Jesus? What did he know about Jesus? We don't know. All we know is that this thief had a dying prayer. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Of all the people to address Jesus as he's there dying on the cross for us, that thief is the only one to use Jesus' name without any other title. Simply, Jesus. Familiar, direct, no flattery, Jesus. Death is a great leveler. It puts everyone on a first-name basis. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. A simple word of faith. He sees this broken, bleeding, dying man next to him. And he takes the sign over him quite literally. He's a king with a kingdom. All this criminal ass is to be remembered. Not spared the agonies of death. Not rescued. Simply Remembered. And this tiny little mustard seed of faith is acknowledged by Jesus and credited to the thief as righteousness. As Jesus sealed with his words, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. What sort of man is this who promises paradise to a dying thief who admits guilt of a crime? What sort of justice is it that speaks... Pardon to the unpardonable, acquits the guilty, that saves those in s- that society deems unworthy and cruel in need of death. This is the Savior of the world, the Redeemer of a fallen humanity, the one who reconciles the enemy and justifies the sinner. For Scripture says in Romans 5.8, While we were still sinners... Christ died for us. Today you will be with me in paradise. Hear it again. Today you will be with me in paradise. And hear this word of promise from our Savior's lips as a promise for you, yourself. Hear it now and at the hour of your death, for none of us knows when that hour or day will come. Today, When paradise is open and ready to receive us in. Hear that word of promise. Return to the Lord your God. Call upon the name of Christ. Be saved and live. Amen.